1: From Washington, this is CQ on Congress, the nonpartisan source for in-depth analysis of Capitol Hill's policy debates. I am Sean Zeller. Republicans took a shellacking in November's election, losing control of the House, and President Donald Trump's approval ratings remain mired in the low 40s. That would seem to be cause for some introspection. But John Miller reports in his new cover story for CQ magazine that the GOP isn't doing any of that. So I've got John here to talk about it. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. So, John, I think Republicans in Congress are probably looking to Donald Trump to set an agenda. And that's part of the problem, right?
0: Right. What can happen is uh, you could come up with a policy agenda, as Republicans might want to do in Congress, but then Trump could undo that with a tweet or something that he announces off the cuff in a a press conference in the White House. Um, Healthcare is a perfect example. Just last month, Uh, He declared that the party was going to be the party of health care and completely blindsided Republicans. um, I think we're going to have a great health care package. I think the Republican Party will become the party of health care. And Mitch McConnell came out very quickly and said, no, 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 there's not going to be any kind of health care vote in Congress this year or next.
1: So I made it clear to him we were not going to be doing that in the Senate. He did say, as he later uh, tweeted, he accepted that and uh, that he would be developing a plan that he would take to the American people uh, during the uh, 2020 uh, campaign and Congress. So we don't have a misunderstanding about that. Uh, We'll not be doing uh, comprehensive in the Senate. So you spoke with Tom Cole. He's a longtime Oklahoma Republican representative. He's a former head of the GOP's campaign operation. And he, I thought, very interestingly, said that there was no new policy agenda and he didn't think Republicans needed one. I don't think uh, a new agenda uh, is really likely to to help you very much. I, I think, frankly, the president will set the broad national agenda. What was his reasoning?
0: So the problem for Republicans and what they found out in 2018 was that their message on the economy, their message on tax cuts just didn't resonate with voters. And so what you saw towards the end of that campaign was just constant attacks um, on Democrats, government-run health care, security issues, immigration. Um, And as we saw, that didn't even necessarily work.
1: Right. I mean, as I recall, at the end of the campaign, uh, President Trump was really focused on immigration and riling up his supporters about illegal immigration. Uh, And a lot of Republicans thought, though, that he should have just said, look, the economy is great. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? I would think That's the Republican agenda going into 2020. We just got news today that the economy continues to grow at a rate greater than 3% more than the economists were predicting.
0: Right. That is what Republicans are working on right now. Uh, I spoke with Tom Emmer, who is now the current chair of um, the Republican, the National Republican Congressional Committee. And his point was that, yes, they got hammered on health care. They didn't have a good message. Yes, they got hammered on tax cuts. They're trying to uh, come up with a new message on both of those things this next time around. What that's going to be, it's kind of early days. They haven't really settled on um, any sort of message on that, but it seems like they're at least going to try to revive that in a certain way.
1: Right, okay. And, I mean, the Republicans still control the Senate, and that would seem to be an area where they could showcase a legislative agenda you know here's what we're going to do if we get the house back and and Donald Trump is reelected but they haven't done much this year right i mean it's been sort of a do nothing congress i mean we're only a few months into it so it's early but there doesn't even seem to be a lot on the horizon
0: no that's true and it seems like democrats and republicans alike are content with doing messaging, not legislating. Um, you know, Democrats have passed a number of bills in, Cong- in in the House.
1: But at least with the Democrats, you can figure, OK, they're going to pass this big good government bill if they take over the you know control of the, the Senate and the White House. And they're going to go for that $15 minimum wage. But on the Republican side, I, I don't know what would what they would do if they got full control of government. Uh, It's not really clear what they would do at this point. You're listening to CQ on Congress. You can find this podcast at RollCall.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm here with John Miller talking about his CQ magazine cover story on the GOP's 2020 election strategy, or lack thereof. Okay, John, so given that there's no clear policy agenda for the GOP. That, that, that worries some. I mean, you talked with Mike Gallagher, who's, what, a second-term congressman, a young guy. Um, he's from the Green Bay area in Wisconsin. And he said he was pretty worried about this lack of a policy agenda.
0: Right. There are a group of um, young Republicans, and not all of them are moderates. Uh, you would hardly characterize Gallagher as a moderate. He's um, been pretty with the president on a number of things. But at, it, to a certain extent, yes, he and others are, are voicing this concern. Um, you know, Adam Kinzinger, who is a um, Republican from Illinois, is another one who's, you know, a younger guy. And they, they, their feeling is, look, we cannot rely on the core Republican voter that's been with them for years. You know, and this is a message that's been coming from a lot of other p- members of the party. There's changing demographics. The younger people are voting more Democratic. They're becoming, um, you know, more diverse. Uh, Republicans are eventually going to run out of the white voters and the older voters that they rely on.
1: Right. And, and you also talked with Tom Emmer. You mentioned him earlier. He's the chairman of the Republicans' House campaign arm, and he made a counter argument. He said, you know, we're actually not doing too badly here. We're recruiting. Um, candidates for 2020. A lot of them are women. We're going to have a new face going into 2020 that's going to be more appealing to those suburban voters that we lost in 2018.
0: That That's true. Now, the, both uh, Emmer and uh, Elise Stefanik, who is um, working on her own suburban, She's a project. congresswoman from
1: New York, up upstate New York, exactly. moderate.
0: Exactly. Um, and their goal is, you know, right now there are only 13 women in the House, down from 23 in the last the, Congress.
1: The, a Republican. Republican I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. yes,
0: Republic, 13 Republican women in the House, down from 23 in the last Congress. And um, thus far, Emmer has told me that they met with 286 candidates in the first couple of months of this year, and of those, 120 are women. They're putting an effort out to um, get women candidates. The problem is, is that they, they had 100 candidates or so run um, in races last year, and only one of them won. Um, you know, getting through
1: the primaries, getting through the primaries
0: and getting to the general and then actually um, winning their election. And that's Carol Miller of West Virginia. There's there remains this open question of can they actually get these women across the finish line um, in in these races? But
1: Emmer didn't propose a policy agenda. So his what he was talking about when he said they have, they have a strategy is really changing the face of the party, giving the party a new look, but he wasn't saying, oh, we're going to do more tax cuts or we're going to do something on health care.
0: Right. Uh, you know, you could argue that is this a cosmetic issue as opposed to a a uh, substantive issue. and um, and 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 I would say Stefanik, when I talked to her, h- had the same sort of response. Uh Stefanik said essentially the same thing. We're going to be running on the same things that we ran on the last time.
1: And one other thing that they're going to be running on is against whoever the Democratic presidential candidate is. And we're seeing this as as clearly part of their their strategy, that they're talking about socialism and left wing ideas. And they're hoping that, Um, these suburban voters so so crucial to their chances uh, will be turned off by things like the Green New Deal. The Democrats plan to deal with climate change or Medicare for all. And this this is a no small part of the strategy.
0: That's right. Uh, You know, they they have talked about this um, and, and they're happy to talk about it. And for two reasons. One, it stops them having to talk about Donald Trump all the time. You can talk about Democrats and the crazy things they're doing. And 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 you can talk about Democrats are not in favor of um, stopping an abortion after a certain point right, in time. Right, they've been
1: doing some messaging bills right. on late-term abortions. Um,
0: Anti-Semitism, you know, that's the focus. The of Ilhan in, Omar,
1: Omar. representative from Minnesota exactly. and the controversies over her remarks.
0: Right, and they've already started using these Congress members. They've used Omar. They've used o- uh, Alexandria ocasio Cortez of New York um, in advertisements already. Um, their, their focus is, um, let's go and, and paint these new members um, as the face of the party now and see if that is effective in 2020.
1: I mean, this, John, this might seem counterintuitive, but Tom Emmer, the, the Republican campaign chairman, a Republican congressman from Minnesota, he told you that. Health care, I believe, contrary to a lot of your experts, is the Democrats' biggest Achilles heel right now politically. Uh, they may think they own this issue today, but at the end of the day, this is
0: the issue that will take them down.
1: He thought, in fact, that Republicans could turn health care, this issue so associated with Democrats, into a GOP issue by playing off the Medicare for All.
0: That's right. And it doesn't sound like you know Republicans are going to come up with any new grand plan. It's essentially, um, we're going to attack them on Medicare for All. They're
1: going to take away your private health care that you right. like. Exactly. Thank you, John. Thank you, Sean. And thank all of you for joining us. And a special thank you to my producer, Tula Vlahu. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate us on iTunes. For more on this and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at CQNow or at RollCall.